Pittsburgh Steelers fans, what's going on? This is Jeff Hartman, Senior Editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com with you for another episode of Let's Ride, your Monday, Wednesday, and Friday podcast right here on Behind the Steel Curtains podcast platform. Just a reminder, wherever you get your podcast, search Steelers or Behind the Steel Curtain, subscribe and follow so that you do not miss a thing. That's not just my Let's Ride podcast, but that's also the live mic with Michael Beck. In the, on Tuesday morning, the Steelers Stat Geek with Dave Schofield on Thursday morning, and we have all these new noon shows that are debuting, and we're almost to the point where we have them all out there in the open. We're only missing one, but when you think about it, typically after a game, my Let's Ride on Monday runs at noon. On Tuesday, we have the cutting room floor with Jeffrey Benedict. Wednesday is the Steelers Fantasy Football Fix with Jeremy Betts, and then Thursday is with Maddie Peverell, the War Room. My gosh, I'm trying to get all these down there. And then at the end of the week, we're going to have what Ian's talking about, and then we have the Power Half Hour with the Ohioans coming in at the very end of the week. It is a great lineup. And then let's also not forget all of our afternoon shows that go live on YouTube and on Facebook. You can find us anywhere if you want to watch live, but also those go on our podcast platform almost immediately after the show. It's a full slate of shows, and if you are a diehard Steelers fan, this is your place to be. To be completely honest with you, this is your place to be, and another place where you should be is BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. It should be your one-stop shop for all things Steelers. We say it all the time, but we truly mean it. We have some really good film room breakdowns coming up from Jeffrey Benedict, our own Kevin Smith, or Cliff Harris is still a punk, as he calls himself on BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. Make sure you check those out and check out BehindTheSteelCurtain.com early and often for all of your Pittsburgh Steelers needs. All right, so what are we talking about? What are we talking about today? Yeah, we're going to talk about the Steelers. We talk about the Steelers every single time I'm on the air. But we have a lot of stuff to talk about today. We have the fact that Joe Schobert's trade. Now, I talked about this Friday On my Friday show, the winners and losers, when I had Mr. Captain Blue Checkmark, Michael Beck, on the show, we had talked about it because this news broke on Thursday during the Steelers' preseason game against the Philadelphia Eagles. But it's official now. And Joe Schobert was at practice on Sunday. And he was. there's a lot to decipher and to diagnose with this acquisition and a lot of questions. And so the question on the table is, what does Joe Schobert mean to the Steelers' 2021 defense? What does he bring? Well, I broke this into two categories, the knowns and the unknowns. And so we're going to break those down. And then we're also, at the end, towards the end of the show, we're going to talk about predictions. Myself, Dave Schofield. Dave's not going to join me, but he gave me his list. We are going to predict, because people forget this, Tuesday, this is a new rule in the NFL, every week in the preseason, they cut players down one at a time, like five by five by five, until eventually they have to cut down to 53. So this Tuesday by 4 p.m., the Steelers have to release their list of players who have been cut, and we are they have to cut five guys. We are going to predict who those five players are. I've already seen the list. They're very different. I'll get to explain myself. Dave, maybe a little bit, but not so much, and we'll see who's right and who's wrong. We'll see. I don't know. But let's get back to Schobert. That's what everyone probably wants to hear about. They want to hear me talk about the fact that this is now a known commodity. We're no longer talking about 
reports were talking about a trade that happened. We know details about the trade in and of itself. So the Pittsburgh Steelers sent a sixth round 2022 NFL draft pick to the Jacksonville Jaguars for Schobert. And just on that, just that alone, a lot of Steeler fans, rightfully so, were thinking this is a really good deal, a good deal for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And then, and I even tweeted this out on my own. You can go to Jay Hartman, H-A-R-T-M-A-N underscore P-I-T if you want to follow me on Twitter. I was driving home on Friday, and I'm listening to the Pat McAfee show on Sirius XM Radio, and he had Ian Rappaport on. And Ian Rappaport was asked about this trade. And Rappaport said that as of now, we, meaning the insiders, the NFL insiders, like the Rappaports, the Pelissero's, the Jeremy Fowler's, etc., we have not heard of the Jaguars picking up any of Schobert's actual contract because that was rumored early on. Schobert was owed $7.3 million this year from Jacksonville, and there were rumors that the Pittsburgh Steelers were getting help, that Jacksonville was going to give them help. It is now being reported by several different sources that the Jacksonville Jaguars indeed picked up about half of Schobert's 2021 salary, and the Steelers were able to convert the rest of that salary or a majority of that salary into a signing bonus for Schobert, which decreases his cap hit even more. We don't know exact numbers just yet, but as of right now, it is estimated that he's not going to cost them very much money towards this 2021 salary cap. Good news for the Steelers, and it just makes the move even better. So when you're talking about how the majority of Steeler fans heard this, oh, wow, the Steelers only had to give up a six-round pick in 2022 for Joe Schobert, who can come in and possibly start right away, great move. Then you find out that the Jaguars are going to be picking up some of the bill. Oh, my gosh, even better news. Now, just so we're all clear, let's keep this in mind when we talk about the 2022 NFL Draft. Michael Beck wrote this article for the website the other day. I want to reiterate it here in the audio platform. The Pittsburgh Steelers have already traded away three picks from the 2022 NFL Draft. So we know they sent a fourth-round pick to the Miami Dolphins, and that was when they traded back into the fifth round to get Isaiah Loudermilk out of Wisconsin. They send a sixth-round pick to Jacksonville. They sent a sixth-round pick to Jacksonville, and then they had also traded a seventh-round pick to the New York Jets when they got Avery Williamson. The one good news and the good thing here to keep in mind is it so far right now, as we sit here right now, and I spoke with Dave Schofield about this, the projected compensatory draft picks for 2022 has the Steelers receiving a third and a fifth. So think about that. When you think about, wow, they could have two third-round picks, they could have two fifth-round picks. Sure, they don't have a fourth, but they have that extra pick. They can always move around. They can make some trades, but they did, they've they traded a lot of their second day three picks away. If you're someone that values those picks, you're going to be kind of depressed. I'm not one of those people. I'm more of the people that say, hey, I want more day one and day two picks. Do what you got to do. Make it happen. So far, they've done that. Unless the comp picks don't come back the way they're projecting, the Steelers should be just fine. If you're worried about the draft picks in the future, they should be just fine. But let's talk about Schobert. I want to talk about, before we go into our first break, I want to talk about the fact that there are certain aspects of Joe Schobert's game that are knowns. They're not a mystery. They're not, oh my gosh, what is this going to look like? How's it? There are knowns. Okay, so we need to talk about these in in factual, in a factual stance, meaning I'm not saying, well, I wonder if, or what are they going to do? What's this going to look like? No, these are things that we already know. So the first is that he is a veteran. 
He has played in the National Football League for six years, and it just so happens, he said this after practice when he met with media on Sunday, that he has played for six years and he has been in six different defensive schemes during that time period. That is, it's it's really horrible when you think about what a player has to go through. You know, they never have the continuity of knowing the system and coming in and only having to learn the new wrinkles and additions that they put in, but it also makes him extremely knowledgeable. He has gone from 3-4 schemes to 4-3 schemes to different responsibilities. To me, this known factor that he is a veteran, I don't need to look at tackles and sacks and pass breakups. That doesn't matter. He's a veteran, and he knows the game of football. He's been around the block. I guarantee you when he came into practice on Sunday, he was there on Saturday, by the way. He just couldn't practice. So he was meeting with Keith Butler and Jerry Olsavsky and, and talking with a lot of players. There's probably situations where in Jacksonville, maybe they called a blitz or a coverage, uh, jet coverage, jet dog. I don't care. We can call whatever you want. But in Pittsburgh, they might call it um, blue zone. I don't know. I'm just making up words here, people. You know what I'm talking about, though. It's just a matter of terminology. It's just a matter of them saying, okay, I know what Joe Schobert saying, I've done this before. I did this in Cleveland. I did this in Jacksonville. And he's able to just con- mentally work through the process faster, faster than someone that's like a rookie who's coming from four years at a college and they're not running pro schemes, and the terminology is totally new, and the playbook is totally new, this is a known and a benefit of having someone like Joe Schobert on your roster. He's also really athletic. When you see pictures of him, I saw someone on Twitter, it's pretty funny, they said, Schobert looks like the dad of one of the players. He's, yes, he, he doesn't, he's one of those guys that just looks older than what he is, but he's athletic. He's a sideline-to-sideline player, He's very good in coverage. He is someone that the Steelers, honestly, they needed. We've all bemoaned the fact of watching inside linebackers get put on tight ends, running backs in the slot or out wide and getting burnt. That is one of his strengths. And so that's really good to know. In case you don't remember, in November of 2019, the game where Miles Garrett ripped Mason Rudolph's helmet off his head and used it as a weapon against him, it was not Miles Garrett that was the best defender on the field. It was Joe Schobert. He had an interception. He was all over the football field. That was only two years ago. So if you're thinking, well, that was a long time ago, Schobert's, uh, that was only two years ago. If you need to go back and watch the highlights of that game, I don't recommend it. But if you do, you will see Joe Schobert and what he can bring to a defense. So the next thing, Joe Schobert is a sure tackler. He is not a player that is going to dive at people's ankles. He is not someone that is going to shy away from contact. He is a tackler. He is a guy that will stick his nose into the mix and make the dirty plays. Sometimes when you get these linebackers that are more built for coverage, they're more that they excel in the coverage schemes. Sometimes you get them and you're thinking, "Oh boy, that these guys are they don't like that type of that type of game." That's not Schobert. He's a good tackler. He and, and he's also very versatile. That's the next known that we want to talk about. He is a versatile player. He can play either position on the inside linebacker um, depth chart. He can play in coverage. He can play man. He can play zone. 
He can play in sub packages. This isn't Vince Williams, people. Sometimes when Vince Williams was out there, they would have to say to him, hey, you know, we got to make sure we don't get caught with Vince Williams on the field. They that That is something that was actually said. Vince Williams had severe limitations when it came to coverage. That's nothing against Vince Williams. That's just who he was. Joe Schobert is not that type of player. His versatility can have him be on the field every single snap. And that's one of the reasons that on day one, on Sunday, when he was at practice for the very first time, he was running with the starters. Now, Mike Tomlin said after practice, this was mainly, you want to test him. You want to see what you have, so you throw him out there. I wasn't expecting him to be thrown out to the, with the starters, but that's exactly what the Steelers did. Schobert, after practice, talked about how the Steelers are planning on giving him the green dot. The green dot, meaning that is the helmet that has speakers in the ear, ears so that the defensive coordinator or whoever calls in the defensive calls, they relay the calls to that player. Two players on the defense get the dot, but they can't be on the field at the same time. So if Schobert's that guy, they're expecting him to be on the field most of the time. Really interesting stuff. He's very versatile. Next, you talk about that high football IQ. When you're around the NFL for that long, for six years, and that's a long time. That's a long time. You've been around. You've played a lot of ball. You're around that much football. You tend to pick up a lot of those little tricks of the trade. Maybe it's not just about terminology. Maybe it's not about X's and O's. Maybe it's about... I know how certain players play. I know what tips certain players do. You just learn. And, and you can think about this in any occupation, anything. Think about the job that you have right now. I don't care if you're a busboy at a restaurant, or if you're a school teacher, if you've been working in the business realm or work at a bank. I don't care what you do. Think about the very first time you went into that job and then think about six years later. You have learned things to make your job easier. If you haven't, I'm wondering what you're doing at work. Because I can tell you that for me, whether it's running this website, we'll use that as an example. The first year I ran, I ran BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, it was a cluster. I kind of knew what to do, but I wasn't 100% sure. I was always second-guessing myself with headlines and the approach and I never knew what was the right approach. And now you just take those six years because I've been running it more than six years. Six years later, my goodness, I knew exactly what to do. Everything was streamlined. I had built a really great, honest to goodness, just a great team. And it became so much easier. That's the key. It has become so much easier. And so for a guy like Joe Schobert, who's played for six years, think about Devin Bush. He's going into year three. Schobert has been around enough to know what to do to make his life easier. And hopefully he can convey that to players like Devin Bush and Robert Spillane and things like that. So those are the knowns. He's a veteran. He's athletic. He's a tackler. He's versatile. And boy, talk about a high football IQ. Those are the knowns. But what about the unknowns? What about those things we're not sure of? That's what we're going to talk about right after this break. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome back 
back to the second segment of Let's Ride. I'm your host, Jeff Hartman, here, senior editor at BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. We're talking about Joe Schobert, as we should. Joe Schobert clearly is the talking point. He is at what everyone is talking about that is a Pittsburgh Steelers fan because he's the newest player. He's expected to be a starter, and everyone wants to know what he brings to this defense, and that's what we're talking about in this podcast. What does Joe Schobert bring to the 2021 Steelers defense? We already went over the knowns in the first half, so let's talk about those unknowns. What don't we know? What are we still wondering? What are we still wondering? How is this going to work? So let's go through this. Let's go through this. What does this mean for the Steelers defense? And that's a very broad question. That is a question that is difficult to answer for anyone. What does this mean? What does the the acquisition of Joe Schobert mean for the 2021 Steelers? Does it mean that they don't like their current inside linebacker depth? Does it mean they don't trust a player like Roberts Spillane? Does it mean that there's so many different avenues we could go down with this? That's a big question. That's an unknown. And we probably, as fans, will never know that answer. You'll never hear Kevin Colbert or Mike Tomlin give you that answer. That they would say, well, what this means is that we need, but we need better inside linebackers. Our current inside linebackers, like Marcus Allen, it's not good enough. You'll never hear them say that. But another question, another unknown, is what position is he going to play? And he meaning Joe Schobert. What, what position is he going to play? Is he going to be the guy that stands next to Devin Bush? What about in the sub packages? Is Devin Bush going to stay on the field, or is Schobert going to stay on the field? The, I don't know. I don't know. No one knows. We don't know this because he's only had one practice with the Steelers, but it's still a good question to ask. Then you talk about that green dot. I mentioned that in the first segment. He's going to get a green dot. And so I think a lot of people expected Devin Bush to be the guy to wear the green dot based on the fact that Devin Bush is the player that was expected to never leave the field. He did that before he tore his ACL last season. I'm not sure. I'm not 100% sure if he wore the green dot. Devin Bush wore the green dot last season before he got hurt. I need to go and check that. I couldn't find that answer. I did look. I just couldn't find it. So if Schobert's going to get the dot, and only two players get the dot, and they can't be on the field at the same time, and that's per Jerry Dulac of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. That's not me. That's what Jerry Dulac said. When I see that, I'm thinking, who else is going to have the dot? If they're expecting Schobert to be out there all the time, either Devin Bush is not going to get the dot, maybe Minka Fitzpatrick gets the dot. I don't know. But that is that 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 definitely catches my attention. That that's kind of like a red flag for me. That green dot. It, it means more than just conveying plays into the defense. We'll put it that way. What does this acquisition mean for Devin Bush? Joe Schobert being a part of the team. What does it mean for Devin Bush? Does it mean that Devin Bush is not ready? Maybe his knee needs a little bit more time. I said this in our Slack channels with the staff. People now in 2021, based on the fact that ACL injuries have become so common and the surgery that repairs those ACLs has become so streamlined and so advanced, there's people out there that think, oh, they tore an ACL, they'll be back, they'll be fine. That's still a major reconstructive surgery in the knee. If you know anything about the anterior cruciate ligament, which is what the ACL is, it's really important. We'll just put it that way. Without getting into the physiology of the human body, it's really important. And so when you have that completely torn and it has to be put back together one way or another, it takes time. 
And every single human body responds differently to the recovery process, to the rehabilitation process. Now, if you follow Devin Bush on things like Instagram, you know he's worked hard. He has gone to his rehab and he's been there working and grinding, but sometimes it just doesn't respond the way that everyone else does. There might be someone that goes and nine months later, they are back and they're 100%. Someone, it might take them a full calendar year. The good news for Devin Bush is if it takes him a full calendar year, he'll be basically back to good or where he was or close enough to where he was around week five or six. I can't remember when he tore it last year. So is Joe Schobert coming in mean that Bush is maybe not fully ready? Is he not fully back? Are they going to put Devin Bush on a snap count? It's possible. With Schobert on the roster, it's possible. It's possible they might say, hey, you know, Devin Bush, we we think he's healthy and we think he's back, but we need to really keep an eye on how many snaps he plays. The one thing we don't want to have happen is him to re-injure his knee. Because with with Bush and Schobert, you're talking about a really good duo. But when you're talking about Bush or just Schobert or just Bush, that's a little different. So maybe that's what it is. But these are unknowns. We don't know. We are not sure. In the last, you know, some people thought that Joe Schobert was going to come in and just be quality depth. A, a guy that they bring in that's kind of like, well, he's a good he's a good backup in case something goes wrong or well, what if this happens or what if that happens? No. I mean, if Sunday's practice at Heinz field, which was closed to the public and it was non padded is going to tell us anything. It's that the Steelers plan on throwing Joe Schobert out there as soon as possible. When he's ready, let's get him out there. He's starting. And so that means that that would kind of be a demotion for Robert Spillane. He'd be bumped from the starting role back to the backups or the twos. And that's where he ran on Sunday when they did their seven shots and the 11 on 11. It was it was a Robert Spillane and Buddy Johnson. Buddy Johnson, the rookie, moving up the ladder. Spillane moving down the ladder at inside linebacker. So a lot of unknowns there. You know, what does this overall mean for the, the Steelers' defense? The position, what position is he going to play? The green dot, what does that mean for both Joe Schobert and Devin Bush? You talk about it, Devin Bush in and of itself. What does Joe Schobert's arrival mean for him and his recovery? And then the depth part, of the depth piece. And it looks like Schobert's expected to be a starter, so it'll be interesting. It'll be really interesting to see how this goes. But those are the knowns and unknowns. I think that Joe Schobert can be a really good player for the Steelers, as long as he can get acclimated quickly. And so far, when you hear people talk about Schobert, there's no reason to think that he won't. There's no reason to think that he won't. Okay, I told you that we're going to do some predictions. Myself and Dave Schofield had talked about this on our Slack channel and said, hey, let's do some predictions. Let's try to predict the five players that we think are going to be released. And I said, I said sure, let's do this. And we'll even throw it as, we'll do it as an article too. We'll run it on the editorial side on BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. He goes, that sounds great. Let's do it. So I'm thinking, I'm looking at the Steelers roster. I'm on Steelers.com, and I'm going through the roster, just looking at every single player. And this was a lot tougher than I thought it was going to be. Let me just put it that way. This was a lot tougher than I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be really simple. Oh, this is easy. Boom, you're gone, you're gone, you're gone. But no, you have to think about this in a different way. This isn't cutting players down to the 53-man roster. This is thinking about the Steelers still have two preseason games and one coming up on Saturday. So the positions that you're going to cut players, you're going to cut based on the fact that you don't need them in terms of depth anymore. That even if you're going to have all the starters sitting, even if you're going to have guys like Cam Hayward, Tyson Alulu, Stefan Tuitt, etc., they're not going to be playing much, that you're not going to miss them. 
And so you had to take a look at it from that perspective. It's just, it's, it's challenging. Injuries played a role in this, but you know what? We're going to do it anyways. Are we going to be wrong? Probably. Does it matter? No, it doesn't matter. So here's my list. So I went and I looked at, again, positions where I felt the Steelers didn't really need too much help anymore. And one of those positions is running back. And you might say, well, why? That doesn't make sense. Well, we know Najee Harris. We know Anthony McFarlane. Both are healthy. And we know that Jalen Samuels has been playing. They had to pick up some running backs, though, because of injuries to Benny Snell and, and Kalen Balaj. Kalen Balaj and Benny Snell are on their way back. Both practice. I, I know that Benny Snell practiced on Sunday. I'm not sure about Balaj, but Balaj is on his way back. So I did this assuming that both Balaj and Snell were coming back and would be back by Saturday. So I had two running backs that I had getting cut. That's Tony Brooks James and Pete Guerrero. If Balaj cannot play yet, if he's not ready, then I think they keep Guerrero but still get rid of Tony Brooks James because Guerrero played well on Thursday night against Philadelphia. Okay, so but the, I'm, I have him cut. I'm assuming Bellage will be back. Next, I have defensive end TJ Carter. It's just again defensive end. They're pretty. They're you know you're not going to get rid of a Henry Mondeau or someone like that. He's just one of those guys that I just think he, he's just an extra player. They don't need him there anymore. Next linebacker Jamar Watson. Jamar Watson. Again, you're probably listening to these names and saying, who the these players are on the Steelers? Really? They are. They are on the roster, and so they're going to get rid of them. And the last one I, I was kind of back and forth with, I just couldn't figure out who else to cut. So I went with a guy that plays special teams. No, not Big Press. No, not Jordan Berry even. I went with linebacker slash long snapper Christian Koontz. Now, Christian Koontz has bounced around this team. It seems like every year they're signing him, they're cutting him, they're signing him, they're cutting him. I think he gets cut. Cameron Canada is going to be the long snapper most likely. And I just don't feel like you need two long snappers in camp, especially when there's only two weeks of the preseason left. So yeah, Cameron Canada probably got a little bit of a break uh, when you think about the lightening up the load of a long snapper. But Koontz is not needed anymore, so that's my five. Tony Brooks, James, running back, D- defensive end, TJ Carter, Pete Guerrero, running back, Jamar Watson, linebacker, and linebacker, long snapper, Christian Koontz. Now, Dave Schofield went in a different direction, a different direction altogether, and that's great. He was trying to like explain himself in our Slack channel, and I was like, Dave, I don't want the same list. If we had the same list, that's boring. I want it to be different. He went with the following players, defensive backs, uh, Steven Denmark. Then he had defensive end TJ Carter. We both agreed on Carter. It's the only player we agreed on. Tight end Marcus Baugh. That was the latest addition to the tight end group. I looked at him for a while, but I chose not to go with him based on the fact that they might want to rest players like Ebron and even Fryermuth a little bit. Getting him that extra tight end is going to be important. Guard Malcolm Pridgen, I think that's how you say his name. He obviously was a player that was added last. He was They had the workouts at, at Heinz Field, and he was the one they signed. He has him getting cut, and then tackle Aviant Collins. Dave said this, the one I'm most confident in for sure is Denmark. He didn't even play Thursday and got torched for touchdowns in both practices since. So who's right, who's wrong? Ah, it doesn't matter. I'm not entering this thinking, you know, I'm going to get all five right. No, no. I, I, heck, I could get all of them wrong, and that's okay too. But that's our prediction. Those are our predictions. Make sure you check out that article that will run Tuesday morning 
about our predictions and maybe we'll throw in a little information there about our predictions and who we predict is going to get cut again these these first round cuts are not easy folks they're not easy all right we have about three minutes left and i wanted to take a minute this is not my heart to heart but i just i wanted to get this off my chest want to get this off my heart so recently in my family you know, everyone always says like cancer sucks. It does suck. You know, my dad's a, a recovering, he's a cancer survivor. People on the behind the steel curtain staff have had cancer before. And, uh, for me, it's, it's hitting closer to home now more than usual. Uh, one of my uncles, uh, he is, he basically only has a few, very limited amount of time left. Hospice has been called in. And if you don't know what hospice is, it basically means it's, it's nearing the end. There's nothing else they can do. And, um, my other uncle was just finding out about a diagnosis. It's really sad. I feel horrible for uh, the family, and, and I'm really close with him. He was Growing up, he was like a father to me. I spent a lot of time with my aunt and my cousins uh, that lived near us back in Wheeling, West Virginia. And so the only thing I want to say here is not just cancer sucks, because that doesn't mean anything. It's to enjoy every single day that you have, not just you yourself. That's important, but not just you yourself. Enjoy every single day you have with family. Call them, send them a text. I don't care if it's sending them a joke or, or, or a funny video that you see. Just reach out and, and let them do those little things that let them know that you're thinking about them, that you care about them, and that you appreciate them. Because the one thing you don't want to do is you don't want something like a diagnosis like this to sneak up on you, and all of a sudden you're living with regret. You're living with the, gosh, I wish I would have. Gosh, we could have done this. We could have done that. Don't live like that. And I'm fortunate that, you know, my one uncle, I was not close with him at all, but the one that was recently diagnosed, I know I know for a fact that he knows how much I love him. I've told him that multiple times. And if, if it goes down the road that we hope it doesn't, I'm not going to have any regrets. I, and I, that's the way we all should approach life. That's the way we all should approach life. So that's how I want to finish the show. I hate to finish on a downer, but it's it's ultimately something that was weighing on my heart a little bit, and I wanted to, to kind of get it out. And sometimes this is an outlet for me, more than just the Pittsburgh Steelers and more than just football. So as you approach every single day, approach it with a vigor. Approach it with a gratitude and an appreciation for having just another day because it can be gone before you know it. So I appreciate you for spending part of this day this this you know this day of gratitude with me, Jeff Hartman on Let's Ride. My ride or die crew is the absolute best. I love each and every one of you to death in my own way. Some of you reach out on Twitter all the time. Some of you don't, but I really do generally appreciate every single one of you that make me a part of your day every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and all the other shows that I, I do as well, like the training camp recaps and the injury reports and all that stuff. So thank you. Thank you for listening. I hope you got something out of this, whether it's talk about Joe Schobert or talk about life. What a show. I mean, you can talk about all this stuff. <laughs> all right, folks, that does it for me. I'll be back on Wednesday. We'll talk about the players that were cut on Tuesday and get you ready for the upcoming preseason game against the Detroit Lions. Stay tuned to BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. Should be your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. And as always, wherever you get your podcast, search Steelers or Behind the Steel Curtain. Subscribe, follow, do whatever you have to do so that you do not miss a thing. In the meantime, folks, as we always finish it out here, be safe, be kind, and God bless. Have a great day. We'll see you next time. Go Steelers.